Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 14. You can find this on page 1001 of the church Bibles in front of you. It's the parable of the tenants. So that's Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 14. For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. He who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sowed and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew, thank you very much. Um, so there it is. Um, so there it is, the, the famous parable of the talents. Who knows a famous politician who used this parable? I, think, I don't think I made this up. Is this true? No, everyone's looking blank. Famous politician used this in support of her policies. 
I think she did. I think Margaret Thatcher did, did refer to this um, uh, once when she was giving a speech um, in reference to some of her monetary policy. Well, is that what it's for? Is this guidance for the, for the organisation of, of, of economic policy? Is this telling you how to do your household accounts? Is it something to do with make the best of what you've got? I mean, what is it for, this story? Well, we're going to think a little bit about it. Um, I thought what we might do is I thought we might sort of reenact it, um, live it out with a little bit of commentary every now and again. So I think we might need some help with that. Um, I don't know if any of the younger ones want to come. We've got some stuff at the front need to, to, to help with. So if any of the younger ones want to come and sit at the front where they can see better, you're very welcome to do that. Um, that would be lovely to come. Uh, and... We are going to be in... We're going to need of some, of some actors and actresses, um, I think, to make this go with a... with a, with a whatever. Um, so, first of all, what we need is we've got, a, we've got a... Who's in the cast? We've got a master who is tall, authoritative... <laughs> looks like it could be Chris. OK, um, <laughs> Chris, you can be tall and authoritative master. Is that all right? Very tall, very authoritative. Excellent. Okay. Now, we need a servant number one. Anyone want to be servant number one? I've got a servant number one badge. Anyone like to be servant number one? So you very, would? Excellent. Very good household to be part of. It's a very good job. Come to the front. Come to the front. Put your servant number one. And now I need servant number two. Just stand there, Katie. Anyone else want to be a servant? Are you going to come and be a servant? Excellent. Very good. Well done. Um, now, servant number three. Servant number two. Come and stand over here. Very good. Very good. Very good. Servant number three. I think we might have Matt Porter for this. Where's Matt Porter? Matt Porter, come and, come and just do this job for me, will um, you? Very good, very good, very good. There you go. Okay, so, three servants. Now, this is a pretty complicated production um, with no expense spared, so I think we might need a director for the performance. Um, let's choose Scott Fury. Um, very good. Okay, now, everyone in place. I think we might get the... Um, where are you going to... We're going to start over there. Jolly good. We'll get the servants to sit down, ready for, their, ready for their task. Okay, so the story begins. There was once a man who decided that he would go on a long journey. Aha! I need to go on a long journey. So, he packed his bags and prepared to leave. Long journey, umbrella, quality street. And off he went. Bye-bye. But at the last minute, he remembered. Oh, I remember. That he was a very wealthy man with lots and lots of money. Lots and lots of receipts. <laughs> and he would need somebody to look after all of his wealth while he was gone. That's right. So he called forward his servants. Okay, servant number one, would you like to stand up? And he gave to each servant according to their abilities. Aha. So, servant number one, here is five talents. I trust that into your care. Go and sit back down over there. Hold on. And then he called forward his second servant. That's right. Servant number two, here are two talents. I trust them into your care. Go and sit back down. One more. And finally, to the third servant. <laughs> Typecast servant number one. Three. Three. Here is one talent. I entrust it into your care. 
So there they were. Now, with, them, with his wealth distributed, he set off on his journey. Ah, oh, yes, my journey. Hey, hey. Bye-bye. Now, it's important to understand that these talents weren't gifts or abilities. They were money. It was wealth. Actually, quite a lot of wealth. Um, it would help at this stage to have, oh, I don't know, um, an accountant. Martin, um, excellent. D- just, just step forward a moment, because just an instant calculation for me, please. Um, the thing is, a talent was about um, a year's, no, 20 years' worth of wages for a skilled labourer. So let's call a skilled labourer, let's, let's give him £25,000 per year. Yes. All right? So 20 years' worth is one talent. So how much is that? Half a million. Half a million. Half a million. So servant number three, who you're feeling a bit sorry for, has actually got half a million pounds to look after. Though servant number two has got two talents, which is... One million. One million pounds. And servant number one, with five talents, has got... Two and a half million. We trust him with it. We trust him with our accounts. Okay. <laughs> we don't trust him with that. Look after that, Katie. Right. Thank you very much, Martin. So there we are. It's a lot of money. This is a big deal. Two and a half million pounds to take care of, as the first servant got. Now, if this seems like a funny idea to you, that, that a, a master should give his servants this sort of money, you need to remember that in Jesus's day. Servants were, well, servants were important people. Often some of the servants kind of like, they were like business managers. They would look after all of the boss's business deals. Uh, they'd have other people working for them. They were more like a sort of company manager. Um, so, and their job was to, to do deals for the master. See, this was the master's money. And they needed not just to sort of look after it, but to do business with it, so that that money might grow. And when they came back, whatever they profit they made, well, that would belong to the master. So it was a big thing that they were in charge of. Well, let's see how things worked out. Um, let's begin with, master, with servant number one. So while the master was away... Servant number one settled down to go about some business. They sat down, did a little bit of typing, a little bit of work and and planning, and then they realised there were some deals to be done. So they took some contracts of sale, and they went out and did business with people. Thank you very much. A little bit of business with you. Uh, didn't want to do a deal. Okay, a little bit of business with you. Excellent. And then they came back to work out how much money they'd made. Oh, yes, business was going well. And before long, five talents had turned into five talents more. Servant number one had enjoyed great success. Well done, servant number one. It was pretty much the same in Jesus' story with servant number two, who also came and did some work. 
They took the money that Jesus, that, that the master had put in charge of them. They worked very hard, planning and plotting, working out what would be the best business. They did some deals as well. They made some excellent trades. And soon, their business was thriving as well. And when they came back and plotted it all and worked out just how much they had, they discovered that their two talents had earned two talents more. Brilliant. Well done, servant number two. So they had showed great success. You see, they knew that it wasn't their money. They'd been put in charge of it, and they needed to take good care of it. They needed to trade with it. They needed to make sure that when the master came back, they had more to give to the master, to say, look, here is your money and some money more. They wanted to work for their master. But what about servant number three? Well, servant number three, well... Servant number three got to thinking to himself, and he said, My master, he's a really hard man, tough on his staff with really high expectations. I don't want to take any risk with his money. And with that, he went and got himself a shovel and dug a hole in the ground and buried the talent in the ground. He didn't do any trade. He didn't do any business. He didn't bother with it at all. Now, that's just not the idea. That's not what a servant's supposed to do. Every servant knew that when you're entrusted with the boss's possessions, with his wealth, you've got to trade well with them. That's the whole point of being a servant, to do well for your master and take care of his business. Well, after a while, the master returned. I'm walking on sunshine, yeah, yeah, it's time to feel good. All right, I'm back. Right, there we go. It looked as if he's been somewhere sunny. Wonderful, right back, tall and authoritative. (laughs) And he called forward his servants to hear of their progress reports. Right, servant number one, please. What report of your progress? You give me five talents, here are five talents more. (laughs) (laughs) And the master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a little. Now that's a funny thing to say. Faithful with a little? Remember, two and a half million pounds. Don't interrupt me. Oh, sorry. I was saying, servant number one, you've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Come sit over here. See, the master was thrilled. Well done. Well done. Congratulated. In fact, so pleased that he gave her her very own well done badge. You have done brilliantly. I am so pleased. Then he called forward servant number two. That's right. Servant number two, report, please. You give me two talents. Here are two talents more. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a little. 
Enter into the joy of your master. Come sit over here. Brilliant. Where's that? Well done. There you go. Well done, you two servants. It was fantastic. Can you imagine being ushered into the joy of your master? And this isn't just any old master. He's got millions upon millions at his disposal. And he's promised them that they'll have abundance. More and more than they could possibly imagine. All flowing from the master's house and from his hand. He's going to be so good to them. And he's really pleased. I'm thrilled. These servants, well done. It's wonderful. But then it came to servant number three. One more servant. Servant three, report please. Master, I know you're a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, but I went and and I hid your talent. Here, let me return to you what is yours. Well, the master wasn't happy, and he said to the servant, You wicked, you slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. He's right, isn't he? The very least that servant three could have done is put it in that west. And then it would have come back with a little bit of interest. Not a lot, but a little. (coughs) And so the master said to him, Director, take this talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. You see, what the master did was right. Because the servant should have known that it was his job to take the wealth that had been given to him and use it for his master, so that when the master came back, he had something to give him. But the servant didn't want to do that. Instead of looking after his master's business, well, he just wanted to use his time for himself. Instead of making sure that what his master did and what his master had prospered, uh, the servant just wanted to be doing his own stuff, doing what he was interested in, looking out for number one, for himself. And because of that, it wasn't any great surprise when the master said, well, firstly, listen, to everyone who has here, more will be given. He will have an abundance, people who do that. But the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Now, that was a funny thing to say. In fact, a puzzling thing. Even the commentators aren't quite sure exactly what he meant. But probably what the master was saying was that if you take and use what you've been given and use it for the master's kingdom, and if you build up treasure, as it were, in his kingdom, in heaven, well, then you'll enjoy an abundance more and more and more will come your way when you take what you have and use it for him. But if you take what you have and use it for yourself, well, even the bit that you do have will be taken from you. 
it's a bit like the other place where Jesus says something similar and says, if you save your life, you'll find you lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake and for the gospel, then you'll find that you'll save it. And with that, the master said to the third servant, take that servant out. He cannot be my servant anymore. Now, it's a sad ending. But actually, it's an ending that makes sense. You see, the servant had chosen not to be a servant. He'd chosen to look after himself, not to serve his master. And if the servant has chosen not to be a servant, then the master accepts what he's decided, which is not to be in his house, not to be his servant. That's his choice, and the choice is confirmed. So there we have it. Three servants. Two who serve the master's kingdom and are rewarded fabulously, and one who does not. Well, let's think a little bit about what we might learn from Jesus' story. Uh, But before we do that, let's have a round of applause for our actors. Well done. Well done. You did brilliantly. Thank you very much. Now, just as we wrap up, uh, I just wanted to think about the... think about some of the things we might learn from the story that Jesus told. And I've got it in the form of three questions. Um, Here are my three questions for you. Question number one says this. Will I remember that Jesus is coming back? Will I remember that Jesus is coming back? Will I remember that a day is coming when the Lord Jesus, who lived on earth for a while, will come back in glory and he'll call us forward and ask us for our reports? He'll call us forward and say, Leon, report please. Jonathan, report please. Uh, Bring forward your report. What have you done with all that I gave you? What have you done with all that I entrusted to you? See, the first thing to remember is that Jesus is coming back. Will I remember that? Well, I remember that that day is coming. That's my first question. My second question would be, do I care about Jesus saying, well done? Do I care that when I present my report, does it matter to me that Jesus might say to me, well done, good and faithful servant? That when he looks at what I have done with my life, with my hours and my days and my months and my years... When he looks at what I've done with my work, when he looks at what I've done with my family, when he looks at what I've done with my friends, when he looks at what I've done with the gospel that he's entrusted me with as a believer, do I care about Jesus saying, with all of that, you did well for my kingdom. You built up treasure in heaven. Well done, good and faithful servant. No, you didn't have any treasure. Well, you have got some treasure, but you just didn't get one of those bags. And then the third question I've got is, am I excited about entering Jesus' joy? Does it seem to me a wonderful, fabulous thing 
that the king of creation might welcome me into his presence and say, come, enter into my joy. Might bless me with all of the abundance that comes from his hand. Is that a very exciting prospect? To enter into that, not because we deserve it, but because Jesus is so wonderfully and fabulously generous. Are we excited about that prospect? Let me lead us uh, in a prayer, uh, and then we're going to sing again. Uh, Dear God, we thank you for this story that Jesus told uh, to help us understand uh, what what you would have us do uh, as your servants uh, in this time as we wait for Jesus to return. Uh, Would we uh, listen and understand? Uh, And would we take and use all that you have entrusted to us, uh, all that we have, all that we are? And would we use it for you? Uh, Would we seek not to build up treasure on earth, Uh, that we might present to you things we've done for ourselves and hope that you might be pleased with them. Uh, uh, Would you help us to take what you've given to us, uh, that we might use it for you, and that we might build up treasure in heaven. Uh, Father, we ask these things uh, in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen.